You're listening to the Desert Moon Hockey Podcast with Matt and Rich. Episode 34. Was, was Matthias Scharnquist 34? No, but Austin Matthews is. He is 34, but uh, he's not, <laughs> he won't be on the Coyotes until he turns 34. But I guess we're... Mm-hmm. Hey, that's that's as good as way to start an episode as, as we can. Uh, in the comments, please, uh, what number was Sharnquist? If it's 22, I'm going to cry. Hell, I, it might have been 32. You know what? Tell me in the comments. That's that engagement. Yeah. All right. So we're on episode Austin Matthews here. Uh, not a coyote, but can be. Um, can be. <laughs> this week's episode, we have quite a bit of information, uh, including a red hot Coyote's power play with a winning streak involved onto that. And also an ex-Coyote uh, being signed by a team and then abruptly dumped by a team shortly thereafter. Uh, yeah, I I don't know what to say about that one. Do we want to just quickly dive into what the heck happened I, there? I really don't, but I, I guess since you already brought it up. Uh, so uh, pretty much... Steve Sullivan, uh, yep. the, the last remnant of the uh, disaster that ended up being the, the Chica administration, as Richie likes to refer to them as, and, um, you know, drafts, drafts Mitchell Miller, throws away a draft pick, essentially. A and, third? Um, the first pick in that draft, too. That was the one that we forfeited. Or, yeah, we forfeited a pick in that draft. Yeah, and we gave one away. We... We uh, traded the first and second to New Jersey and forfeited this first next year, or it was traded the first to New Jersey, forfeited the second, and then had to forfeit I feel the like, first next season. I feel like we forfeited the second, and we traded away the first. I don't know. Anyways, it was our first pick. It was a, uh, yeah. it was the third third round pick, and uh, we used it to, to draft Mitchell Miller, and I'm sure any Coyotes fan knows that name because of the controversies that uh, surround him, and... We're not really going to get into the situation about that, except for just, we're, you know. We're not going to get into the literal hate crimes that were yeah. rushed off by by Sullivan because, oh, he can play hockey. And it's like, look, sure, the kid can play hockey. He had a good season in the USHL last year. Great. Before he could come to the NHL, he still has a lot more work to do in terms of, like, like being a good person and, like, actually trying to make amends in general, not just with the, the victim of his actual hate crimes. But no, so they renounced the pick, rightfully so, throwing away yet another draft pick and a draft they already had to throw away draft picks in. They finally yep. fire that idiot, Sullivan. I know as a journalist you're not supposed to throw personal attacks, but hey, I'm a nobody YouTuber. It's fine. I could be as personal as I want. Uh, so then goes off, does whatever, you know, plays some college or USHL hockey. It, it seems like, at least from the article and the quote, just to give a little bit of credit, just a small bit of credit, when this was announced, it does at the very least appear that this guy finally, like, understands on on the full mature level you need to understand just how bad of a thing that he repeatedly did was. So there's your brownie points, there's your first step, keep keep you know trying to actually fix it uh yep. but then boston decides hey he made that one little first step let's give him a contract but not just give him a contract it's i think it's the full three-year elc for the maximum exact like amount of money you can pay on an elc and bonuses and, <laughs> and bonuses yep and you do and you want to you want to know the best part about that what's it, what's they that still part? have to pay i believe those bonuses for canceling that contract 
the, the contract can't be canceled at this point because it's already gone through and, and there's like nothing they can do about it. They have to wait until the buyout period and then buy it out. So he's still going to get money off this contract despite the fact he will not play a game on the contract. So they sign him and then they, they act like, again, just that statement of like, at least in my opinion, f- like fully admitting that just how bad it was, that apparently is, is more than enough. It's fine. It'll blow over. He'll be a great addition to the culture. Uh, hockey Twitter went after him. All the main reporters went after him. Uh, the locker room itself, every single individual in that locker room that was spoken to, spoke out against it, uh, vilified his actions, and said, we don't, we don't want Mitchell Miller as part of this culture and this locker room. And after egg on their face for, what, two days? It, it wasn't like – it was between podcasts, essentially. It was yep. only a couple of days – they parted ways, but they couldn't terminate the contract. They have to wait to buy that out. So uh, do not be surprised around what is it August is buyout period or it's right before the season start. A little something like that. Yeah. Window. I think it's just I think it's actually just after the draft. So it might be July, August. But when you see Mitchell Miller bought out by Boston, do not be alarmed. But yeah, so they announced they're parting ways with him. Yeah. And uh, how dumb do you have to be? Like, uh, this is an original six organization. They've been, like, obviously the Coyotes drafted the kid too, and, and that was a terrible decision. That just straight up, it was. Because, like, even just the optimist in me, the person that uh, I'm all for second chances, I'm all for people being able to redeem themselves. Because if there's no path to redemption, people are always just going to do bad things again because, oh, well, I've already done it once and it can't come back, so why not? So there always has to be a path. Just if you do X you got to put in Y amount of effort to make up for it. Just depends on what you did. That's the effort you got to you know put in to make up for it. So that was a stupid decision. And then Boston comes in like, oh, hey, uh, it's fine now. Everyone forgot. The, the hate crimes went away because two years have passed. Let's go ahead and cite him. It's great. Yep. Idiots. <laughs> yeah. That one was a uh, big yikes. And uh, all we can say is, um, at least it's not us looking bad in the NHL. Aside from, we do have one other piece of information, which for some reason people are taking it as bad news, but the uh, Tempe Council decided to send the Coyotes' uh, new arena to referendum, which a referendum, if you don't know, is essentially the uh, the people of Tempe are going to vote on the project and either approve or deny it. Hell of a transition. That that's like like we're on the freeway and you just threw my car in park. How are we not dead anyway? So yeah, the <laughs> referendum. <laughs> uh, Coyotes fans, I'm just gonna say this right now. I'm gonna reiterate it. I, I I fully advocate for bullying. Bullying is completely okay. If you like, it's oh. on my Facebook timeline, and uh, I went ahead and just commented. I'm like, of course, you're gonna immediately see Canadians crying, but no, no, like. When you see this stuff happening, don't take it personal. Do not lash out. Just point and laugh because these people are idiotic and they're desperate. So I'm referring to some no-name little Facebook page that was like, oh, this is so hilarious. How is this team not relocated? Talking about the the decision to send it to referendum. Um, one thing, I think Stevie brought it up on, on the PHNX like, little after show. Um, after that game when it got announced. Yeah. But you're the only person that I know 100% brought it up, where if it goes to referendum and the, the citizens vote and they say yes and it goes through, 
it makes any potential lawsuit court cases have less of a leg to stand on. Yeah. It does not mean that they cannot be filed. That would be stupid to say. Yeah. This is America. You can sue, sue for, for anything. For anyone for anything. <laughs> but whether you win is going to be the battle. And absolutely. When you, when, you, when you think about this, it would be the city of Phoenix suing Tempe because of noise noise issues in Tempe on an, an arena that was built by a majority vote in Tempe like just think about how stupid that sounds and how like a judge is going to look at that and go are you serious like really you know and they're not even breaking any of the rules that they've agreed upon either you know we we've we've talked extreme length about this and how all they have to respect are those 1999 noise contours. Those are the only ones. If Phoenix wanted to put in the 2014 updated noise contours, they should have contacted them and done it. But they didn't because guess what? Phoenix uses the other side, the Phoenix side of the airport, and does the exact same thing that the Coyotes are trying to do on the Tempe side. It's only a problem now because, you know, it's Tempe that's trying to do it, not Phoenix. So pretty much, it, it's, yeah, so... You're right on that. So just to finish off the point I was making, when you see these little articles, you see, like, these people making idiots of themselves, don't type a paragraph. Don't get defensive. Do not waste your time. Just point and laugh. Just straight up point and laugh. Clown on them. I endorse bullying. Want to know why? Because the bullying I'm referring to is clowning around and not taking these idiots seriously. Not, you know, like, actually, like, bully, like bullying, bullying. So, you yeah, know. Uh, AZ Sports Guy, bullying approval. Go, <laughs> yeah, go AZ bully these low, bully low confirmed. Facebook. Uh, we're gonna Facebook get the groups. Is little. <laughs> we're gonna little get websites. the websites. <laughs> we're gonna get the Canadian bully hunters after us. They're gonna go after Matt. They're gonna go after his job and his whole career. I don't know. I, I'm a gamer though. The actual bully hunters might come after me. <laughs> they'll, they'll, they'll kill me a couple of times in Call of Duty because I said a swear word. Yeah. Anyway. True. So. <laughs> Seriously, don't waste your breath. It, it, this is good news. And I, I said it on my separate video, but I want to reiterate it one more time. If you're a Coyotes fan and you are throwing a fit at this, I've, I've seen it when, when Craig Morgan originally broke the story. I saw it when the vote went through and, and it's unanimous going to public referendum. And side note, uh, Gutierrez and Morello were there and both requested it. They welcomed it. They yep. Obviously, they also want to reserve a spot on the ballot, so you might as well embrace it here. It's also... It, to be cynical for five seconds, a good PR move to say, hey, we're going to just show further investment in this community. You're doing it 100%. Keep doing it that way. Keep investing in Tempe. Yep. I have confidence. There is still always that 50-50 chance. There's still always a little bit of anxiety, but yep. I am still confident. Yeah, but, absolutely. <laughs> I, I better not hear dogs barking in the background. And, like Headphones cancel out a lot. <laughs> and I think uh, either Craig or Kirsten Sussell one of one of them, is it Kirsten or Cheerston? I always forget. I, my I'm wife so said sorry. Cheerston. Cheerston. Okay, I think it's pronounced that way. I think it's Cheerston. Then I'm pretty sure it's Cheerston. Um, mm -hmm. They were talking about this, and an interesting point that I didn't think about is that potentially with this project, like starting to be worked on, uh, you know, there's always the option that a referendum ends up happening later on down the line. So like getting this done now in the time window that's like the most convenient for it is the most optimal so you get that out of the way now and 
once again, if this goes through, which by early polling, uh, it looks like it will. Early polling is about 60% in favor in Tempe. Obviously, there's going to be um, a lot of information and misinformation campaigns that are going to be put out there. So they, they the Coyotes need to invest into those campaigns and actually get the, the word out there. Um, but as long as they can get that done, you know, I don't see how anybody would want their landfill over a new arena, you know? And so it's just, if you're throwing a fit about it, all right, you need to shut the hell up. Just straight up, like, you you look like an idiot. You look like these Canadian, you know, little bloggers that are, oh, how is it hilarious and embarrassing that it's gone to a vote. I, I, I don't get it. Look, uh, something in the water up there. They don't have uh, internet or, or uh, indoor plumbing, but... It, it, stop making a fool of yourself and just shut the hell up. What, what do you think message it sends to the Tempe, to the council, to residents that you're immediately yelling with the first roadblock, oh, hey, go to plan B. They're playing games. They're playing games. Like, are they? Are no. they playing games? Like, even when I was watching that video or that, that live stream, I, I don't know if it was uh, Leo or, or Cheerson that said it, but there was this kind of air where it's like, it, it felt like a, like a bit of a drag, especially with this potential lawsuit hanging over everyone's head. The council is very much interested. You can tell yep. they're interested in the proposal. They just don't want to essentially uh, have to deal with this big headache. They don't want to essentially have to be able to, okay, now we got to deal with what, Goldwater? Now we got to deal with uh, Sky Harbor? We got to deal with XYZ? When yep. in reality, it's it's they give their opinion. They have I think, two more votes. One's like a zoning. One's uh, to approve the project, yes or no from their perspective, their opinion, and if that's a no, then they either kind of have to try to submit a new proposal or you go to plan B, plan C, whatever. That's yep. what you go from at that point. But it should go through. I'm, I'm assuming another five to two vote should be about where it should be. I'm, I'm not there for the negotiations. I don't know what's changed. Uh, the Coyotes could have thrown in stripper poles. I don't know. I have no idea what is, has been amended about this, yeah. this deal. It could be the exact same. could be a little more beneficial for Tempe. More beneficial for the Yotes. We won't know until they vote on it and then put all the information publicly so that way you can make an informed decision when it comes to, like, around May. Yep. So for the Coyotes, just make everything as transparent as possible. Make everything as easy to read as possible. Give everything you need to Tempe. And also, if Tempe wants to post everything they can read through it, don't, don't do something stupid. Just, like, just... I don't think they will, but just don't do anything stupid. Don't be like, oh, we'll redact that. No. Have every single, you know, T crossed and I dotted so that way you're showing full transparency. It's just, it shows more so you want to be here. I also liked uh, Gutierrez where I'm like, look, I, I, I'm a full shill at this point. I can, I am fully bought into this is the right project in the right area at the right time. But yep. paraphrasing of what he said, and whenever they asked, you know, is there a plan B if this doesn't go through, his answer was perfect. We want to be in Tempe. You don't sit there and hold it over someone's head. You don't say, oh, well, you got that reserve land right over there. You're going to get the traffic anyway. No. Obviously, that would be a terrible PR thing anyway, but he didn't say anything along the lines of, oh, we're even thinking about anything else. It's, no. We want to be in Tempe. This is where we want to be. Keep doing that. Keep showing your dedication to Tempe and to the fans. Yep. Show the same. It goes a it, long it ways. It is a wonderful city. I've got to spend more time there, obviously, working there now, and it, it's that's the place to be. The Coyotes, the fact that their revenues are on par with what they were at jobbing here, 
in a 5,000-seat arena, the revenues are a, a right around the same. They are comparable. Yep. It, it shows the money is right there. The market is there. The, the ASU Sun Devils are right there. Like, the Mullet Arena, essentially, and it's like, it's a monument to Arizona hockey when you really think about it, how far this market's come and how, how much more, like, developed it's, it, it is for hockey. Yep. So it's like, this is where you want to be. I get it. We want this done. I get it. We had to deal with bankruptcy and a decade of this and that. I understand. Calm the F down. Everything's going to be fine. And even if it isn't, like with this proposal, you can always go the, uh, build, ask to build on reserve land. And I, I said it on my video, I want to say it one more time here in case we have more viewers that are from out of the market. It would still be reserve land. The Coyotes would just ask for permission to build on it. And then, of course, the building would be theirs. The land would not. Just so that way, if there's any confusion cleared up, I had one friend of mine think, that I was suggesting I'd, taking it. it no, we, we would be asking for permission. I'd be curious. I'd be curious how the taxes work on that because uh, natives uh, have like specialty taxes, right? I don't think they get taxed at all, or it's like they very get a lot very of minimal tax exemptions. There's a lot of yeah. stuff that essentially, to an extent, I, I think the feds have some jurisdiction, but it, it's pretty like strict, it's pretty limited. Yeah. But essentially, reserve land is mostly self-governed. Yeah. Like to, to a large degree. So it's that's why it's like, look, the Coyotes and not a single person in this market would support them trying to take reserve land. They would ask for permission. They would enter negotiations to be able to get permission to do so. It would not be a thing where they're buying the land off of them. Okay. Just nope. to clear up any minor confusion that I have seen. And I don't then think also you other can. cities have been. No, I, I don't, yeah, I don't there, even... there has to be a process where they could if they really wanted to. I highly doubt it would be a thing well, that they would bother exploring. Yeah, well, the, the big could. empty stretch of land between Maricopa and here, that's native land. So, like, I, I, I'm I pretty sure, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure, like, I don't even think you can buy native land. Like, I don't even, th like, unless you're, like, of the... sell uh, it to the government, wouldn't they? Or, yeah, like, they I... I think you, yeah, I think you would have to do that first, but like, generally speaking, I don't even think you can like engage in like talks of like owning the land unless you're like a part of the tribe or something. I don't know. I could be wrong. But there, there are very strict rules and regulations, at least from what I know about it. And it's very limited, mind you, very, yeah. very limited, but it's, I'm also in a state where, what, there's like five or six others like ours where, uh, a very sizable amount of total land mass are, is is reserve land, so yeah, uh, it's 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 a weird uh, it's it's a weird thing to try to talk about people that like aren't from the states, especially the states that have so much reserve land. So it's just just wanted to clear that up. There's also the other cities. Uh, none of them were specifically named, to my knowledge. I'm going to assume they're mostly in the East Valley. It would make sense for like Chandler to have interest. It would, maybe even Gilbert, although that might be a little too far for my liking, but it's still a little more central, but it, it, it's still a little bit out. I don't think Scottsdale has enough land left to really put it in a, in a good spot. They might, but might not. But just the fact that there was multiple other cities that, at, that was the exact like, phrasing, there were other cities that were involved, plural. Yeah, There are still plan B and C if we need to get there. And yep. when it comes to, oh, the delayed you know, of, of building it, uh, Mr. Gutierrez said they anticipate about 18 months, also with construction, plus or minus a few extra months, things can happen. They also have that fourth-year option at Mullet. Again, nobody 
Nobody involved wants that fourth year at mullet. It's literally an insurance policy when you think about it. Yep. It is just there in case they need it. I'm assuming ASU would like a bigger cut if they do that fourth year because they even said it would be a renegotiating. Yep. But just, we are not, this is not bankruptcy and the Thrashers don't exist, right? This is not bankruptcy and, okay, figure it out in the next 10 days or or you're gone. Like, we have time. Just just calm the hell down. Yeah, and um, there was even an interview that Bally uh, Sports did with the commissioner over between these uh, episodes of podcast. And um, Todd Walsh sat down and interviewed the commissioner and even the commissioner went on record, which is interesting, to say that uh, the Coyotes made more money in their opening night at Mullet than they did at Gila River last year, which is pretty crazy to think about because usually opening nights are somewhat more packed. They're not, you know, I'm pretty sure it wasn't a sellout last year, uh, but, it, you know, it was more than 11,000, which was the average last year. Um, mm-hmm. And to, to say, like, Oh yeah, opening night last year with like I'm just gonna throw a number out there. I don't know the exact number, but let's say it's like fourteen thousand. Like the opening night at Gila River Arena with fourteen thousand people was less profitable than Mold Arena with forty six hundred people and eighty three, uh, not staff, uh, eighty three reporters being there. There were a ton of reporters. It was it was packed. Like even also, you have like the the family tickets and like other stuff that's reserved for like that you yeah. have to for the NHL. But when you're in a seventeen thousand seat building, those three hundred seats mean nothing. When you're in a five five thousand seat building, it's a little more tight. Yep. Uh, but again, even if like the, the the revenues didn't look as good as they do right now in comparison, it's it's still the fact that there is a comparison. The fact that it's even in the same ballpark and the arena, I think it was 17-5 with standing room only in Gila. I, I could be wrong, but I, my dad always cited 17-5. I think it's like 16,000 with just seats. The fact that it's a third the size and, and, yeah. and it's still comparable, that's impressive. Like, yep. And the amount of people are like, oh, they, they didn't even sell it out. It's like. They, they've sold out all four games. L- look it up. There were 4,600 tickets that were available to sell. That is their max capacity when you take into account all the other stuff, you know, media, I, whatever, like the things they're talked about. I will say the dum-dum mark for, <laughs> for the Coyotes I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tack on there is why the heck did you put those reserved seats on the media broadcast side of the seating? Because everybody makes the joke, oh, I was watching and there was empty seats. <laughs> like, you know, why would you put them on that side? Why wouldn't you put them on the other side where the the um, the cameras were? That's so strange to me that they decided to do it like that. I, I couldn't tell you, but I mean, it is what it is, I guess. Yeah. Uh, but maybe just think about that moving forward. But then one per- one idiot tried to make the point, oh, well, I wonder how many of those are giveaway tickets. You know, just because you, just because attendance is 100% doesn't mean you sold out. Well, first and foremost, it, it you would still have sold out because every ticket available for sale was sold. And also, I, how come when people don't show up but the tickets are still bought, you guys don't still factor that in? Because let's just say the, the first home game back in December. Let's just say 2,000 people showed up 
but all 4,600 tickets were sold. It was just, yep. let's just, let's just say it was a busy night in the valley, right? It was, it was a rainstorm. There was a rainstorm yeah. and nobody could make it. Yeah. And how come we're not having the same conversation when stuff like that happens? Like it's literally mm-hmm. just coping. So again, Coyotes fans, stop engaging with these people. Just point and laugh. They are dumb. They are they are coping with the fact that the Coyotes are selling out this building, that they kept saying, oh, they won't even sell out, so they're trying to find weak excuses for them not selling it out. And then I've had people in my own comment section say, oh, they didn't even sell out the building. I'm like, bro, they did. The numbers are right there. They are literally four for four, 100% attendance rate this year. They yep. are 100% attended <laughs> this season. I, I do not know where people are getting this, oh, they didn't sell out from. Like, they did. All four games. I choose not to pay attention, all right? I choose not to look at the numbers. I choose to be dumb. That's that's my goals. Oh, my God. I, I, I wish I, I would choose to be dumb, too. I wish. <laughs> yeah. Do we want to move into a little bit of Coyote stock here? Move into... Yeah, uh, yeah. Talking uh, into I the... the, the in front of me. The W-A-G-G... O N, wagon. Oh, oh well. I mean, actually, I I want to double check the standings right now. I want to see if they got kicked out of that playoff spot because um, they might have. Excuse me. Uh, after that, Islanders shut out on the tenth. So two nights ago, uh, they did end up in a playoff spot. I do want to make Str- a point before you start going. I know oh. it's W A G O N, but I know people are going to be like, he misspelled it. No, oh, well. it was a joke. Okay, now we're two points out of the second wild card spot. I'm like, okay. there was, throughout this little win streak, like we'll, we'll talk about these couple games on, on the win streak, um, I was actually getting a little worried because I really want Adam Fintilli. And yeah. if you'd like, I'll talk a little bit about what I was hearing about Bedard. I have a couple conversations at the arena. I've heard a couple things that some NHL, uh, just NHL people in general were, were saying about it. Yeah. about him but uh i was getting a little concerned now it was fun to watch and it's it's going to be fun to watch as they stay competitive and by competitive i mean competing in the games i don't want 40 wins this season i just want improvement from last year i want and i've already seen it they're already what it, it took them until was it december or was it Later, I don't remember. I think it was January, year? I want to say, to get this many wins. And, and they're already there. And they've been at yeah. 500 a couple times. They officially hit a playoff spot. It doesn't matter that it was just for a couple of days. No one expected them to be anywhere near at all this season. Everyone, if you pulled them before the season, would have the Coyotes over under three wins. They would all have under. If it was yeah. over under two wins, it might still be under. Going into the season, if I were to tell you 15 games in, or 14 games in, the Coyotes would have more points than the Ottawa Senators in, before the season starts, would anybody think I was being serious? No. Let's be honest here. No. They would just call you a, an idiot Coyotes fan. Yeah. As we all are, because how, how could you think this team would be sniffing, you know... The, the Senators should have been, like, with how this rebuild, like, looks like it was going in the offseason, how it looks like they finally got those extra pieces. And Shane Pinto looks so good. 
like as a developed rookie for them. Yeah. Shane Pinto looks so good. Yeah. So it's like you you might think they would be top three in the division, probably at number three. So oh hey, they have you know more wins than the Senators. That would mean the Coyotes would have to be top three in in the Central for that to happen before the season, before things start playing out. They would look at you cross-eyed like you're an idiot if, yep. if you would have told them that. Oh so, yeah, it's like it was still fun to watch, and or, or listen to whenever the games I, could, I I couldn't watch or what or follow along on Twitter, uh, interact with the fans. Like it's good to see that. It's good to see uh, Matthias Michelli, who I think at, because of today didn't he get yeah he hit ten ten points today ten. Ten points. I think he is now number one in production for rookies. He, asterisk, because it all depends on how the other... I, uh, yeah, I don't know how the games are going to finish out. We're, we are currently recording this Saturday night, um, so I don't know if the, the Kraken are playing. Uh, so it, you know, it depends on whether Beneers has uh, gotten a point or not. But uh, if not, officially, the Calder runner for points is going to... Matthias Michelli. He also leads all rookies in assists. And actually, if we really want to get technical right now, he only is being out uh, scored in terms of assists by Clayton Keller, who was on a 90-point pace. Five goals, 11 assists, yeah. 16 points in 14 games. Ghost did cool off a little bit. He's at you know 10 points in 14 games. That's fine. We did not need Ghost to stay at a point per game all year, but again, the good production is going to keep his value up. Love you, Ghost. Seriously, you're going to give us some good stuff. But the fact that Michelli is playing that good, like, I know I get high on prospects, but it's like Garland, I was really high on. Richie, you were right there. I would not stop singing that kid's praises. I was saying it the first (laughs) year I saw him at rookie camp. First year, I said, wow, this kid's pretty damn good. You can ask my dad. I, we mm-hmm. both sat there in the seats first year in rookie camp. So I, I was like, I like Garland. I think he can be an NHLer. And then immediately, was it that first season that he had a full, like a, a mostly full season with us? He had 22 yeah. goals. He was the only 20 goal scorer on the team that season. Uh, Michelli, I don't know what happened because I know like he was always a good prospect. Mm-hmm. But he was, I think, what, a fourth rounder. So I was like, Garland was a fifth. He was a fourth. You know, kind of right around. You don't expect them to make the NHL, yeah. but last year exploding with Tucson, and then of course he got his game figured out a little bit at the NHL level. Kind of got bullied around a bit at the end of the season. Like it was what it was. He he needed to, you know, get tougher in the off season. Keep working on his stuff. He was still a kid. I mean, he's, yep. he still is a kid. But this season, from training camp, essentially looking at Coach Bear and saying, "You can't send me down," like with his play. Looking at the, at the coach dead in the eye and saying, yeah, you're not sending me down. We both know. Yep. And then now exploding offensively, keeping it consistent. I feel like he's also adjusted his game to be, I mentioned that Verbata-like role. Not the same player. I think yep. Verbata is still better. But the Verbata-type setup role and how crisp his passing has been and how much better the vision has been. I still think his shot's been better than last year. He finally got his first goal, I think, two nights ago. So good for him. But... The, the, the fact that he just kind of exploded, like, that's – if he keeps us up, he'll make four, four and a half mil for the team. He'll he'll be one of the, the contracts that, like, you're not moving. He'll be one of the kids you keep on the team. He'll be oh, part yeah. of the core. He will definitely like, – Straight up. He will definitely solidify himself on that second line. 
So it's like, while it sucked to lose Garland, now, when you factor in him already in the system, you have a guy that already has pretty much the same, like, physical build. I think he's a little taller. With more crisp passing ability. You have Josh Doan for the physicality and, of course, kind of providing you, should provide you that depth scoring that, that Garland would provide you, or at least that scoring in the, in the middle six, because Garland was kind of stuck in the middle six for a little bit. Yeah. And then you have Dylan Gunther, who is a effing beaut. This kid is going to be a 20-goal scorer, if not 30-goal scorer, for a long time to come once he hits where he needs to be. Like, he's only had three goals right now. I still think he can hit 20 for his rookie year. I don't know what they're going to do about letting him play in the, in the junior tournament. I don't know. I have no predictions there. Maybe, maybe not. Because what you were talking about last week is a little side note. They could add one more year of RFA. Like, the first year of the ELC is still burned, but they can get one more year of RFA if, like, weird stuff happens. Like, yeah. That other thing you were talking about. It's so like it's if like you're under 30 games or that. something like that. Or Yeah. I hope they don't mess with it. Like, look, he's still playing well. Just let him play. I, I think yep. that's going to be what's best for him regardless. But also, if he wants to play in that in that tournament, let him play anyway. Because then you can have him come back after, and it's fine. They yep. let Barrett Hayton do it, and Barrett Hayton has also looked pretty good. He had that, that three-game point streak, and he woke up. So sometimes it just takes that one point to get the monkey off your back. But yep. uh, Gun- Gunner is that goal scorer we haven't had in forever. Like, it, it, again, if he just keeps up the current pace uh, Michelli I I think Michelli might have stolen himself a top six spot moving forward I think so too I think it, that go ahead. I was gonna say I think this makes it very interesting for um you know those those wingers because right now if you were to, if you were to say who are the wingers of the future Nick Schmaltz Clayton Keller Lawson Krauss and whoever you, you want to throw in that four spot whether it's Gunner, maybe it's Josh Doan, um, maybe Nick Ritchie if he stays around. Doubtful, though. I'm assuming he'll be traded at the deadline. You know, that's what I would see on those wings. And Michelli has shown, like, absolutely not. I, at least at the bare minimum, deserve second-line time on the wing. Him and Gunner are also pretty good together. I, yeah. I thought him and Hayton played decently, too, together. But yep. I also like, I, I like Hayton with Keller. Um, at this point, and I know we were kind of exploring it on the last podcast, and again, this is nothing personal against Nick Schmaltz. I like Schmaltz as a guy, good player. I I think if it keeps going this way, the Coyotes should explore either trying to trade him or, I mean, maybe even looking into like when the contract's a little older, buying him out because he's injury-prone, and I think, honestly, again, if they keep improving, they keep this up, not just like, what they like, not looking at it like right now definitively, but if they keep it up, Michelli and Gunner are both better than him. Yep. Just straight up, they provide more value. Again, this is not just throwing away Schmaltz as like a garbage. Like it's like no, it's just I I, I mean that kind of as, as a huge compliment to Gunner and Michelli with how good they've played, how well they've played, out, how hard they've worked. I don't know where you put Schmaltz when, when he comes back. Yeah, I don't know too, but I would say I, I do want to preface it as long as they stay healthy. <laughs> yes. You know, yes. I, I think Nick Schmaltz <laughs> is a fantastic player too. It's just he can't stay healthy. And if, you know, those two players also start developing injuries, that would not be uh, ideal either. Here, we'll knock on the wood. There you go. Yeah, there you go. 
to make sure. But it's it's like right now, if Schmaltz came back in the lineup tomorrow, I don't know if he's a top six player with how well Gunner and Michelli have played. Like yep. I think they've stolen spots. And yep. again, it's it's nothing against Schmaltz as a player or even a guy. It's just you gotta it, look you at can it tell, for how it's developing. You can tell you're gonna tell me that oh Michelli, you gotta go to the third line and O'Brien, you're going out right now. You're telling me that and putting well, Schmaltz stays in so you can have your twelve forwards. They call up Dauphin and wouldn't play him because uh, uh, Craig Morgan probably hit it on the head. But I'm like, you know, why are they going seven D? The only thing that makes sense is if you're a uh, you know, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. And they were on a three-game win streak. And he's like, yeah, coaches are, are pretty superstitious about that stuff. Yeah. But now they finally lost one. Maybe Dauphin gets some games. But I also don't know if they sent him back down or not or if it was supposed to be just a paper transaction. I, I haven't seen him sent back down, and I know he was with the team. So, um, so I, I know like he's there. Some games. Yeah. Yeah, I, I hope he does as well. And at finally taking a loss, I'm assuming they'll finally switch it up. Vimelka has been taking... Uh, the workload, which is uh, interesting because he was back uh, earlier in the season. He was running them tandemly and, uh, you know, most recently on the, the win streak. Hand. Yeah. But I think it makes sense in this context where, like, if you would have said, said that to me throughout the, the Tocket era, I'm fuming. And I stand by that. You saw it. You were there for all that. Because, oh, yeah. hey, Darcy Kemper just played 20 games in a row. It's the last game of the season. You're out of the playoffs. Why are you going to throw him back out there one more time? But with this, because I think Coach Bear, especially over the last you know few weeks, did a really good job of evening up the workload, you can afford to ride the hot hand now because he's not playing in his 8th, ninth, and 10th game in a row. He's playing 2, 3, and 4. Or his 26th. <laughs> did we forget? 26 <laughs> games consecutively. That's how many games Darcy Kemper played under the Tocket. And it wasn't until Darcy said, we're out of the playoffs, take me out, and give Picard the start for the last game of the season when we were out of the playoffs so that he had something to, you know, if he didn't come back to the big show, he, he could at least say, hey, I ended my career, you know, one last time in the NHL, one, one last play in the NHL instead of staying on the bench. Mm-hmm. So it's like this, if they run it, Optimally, they run it correctly. If you're alternating, even if it's Veggie 2 and uh, and Ingram, I, I don't know why I paused there. Ingram gets one game and you're doing it in a three-game cycle like that. It's 2-1-2-1. Two, one, two, one. Yeah. You're still evening the workload. You're still giving your starter a couple extra nights off. That helps later on in the season. That helps with long-term health. That helps with... I know... Goalies want to play. Shocker. The players that play this game they love want to play the game. I, I Such a ridiculous concept, right? But yep. If you talk to Elvis Merslakens, if you talk to uh, Igor Shashurkin, if you talk to Darcy Kemper and said, do you want to play all 82? They would all look at you and say yes because yep. they want to play every game. That Do you think Darcy Kemper is posting even an 888 playing all 82 games? <laughs> nope. Do you think uh do you think uh Vasilevsky is going to post even an 870 <laughs> playing all 82? I I just uh, uh speaking in numbers here, I just noticed this. This is kind of crazy. So Michelli has mm-hmm. 10 points. 7 of those are on the power play. That's impressive. 
but he has a plus minus of zero. I don't believe you get pluses when you score on the power play. Nope, meaning, you don't get pluses or minuses. Meaning, he has only, when he's out on the ice, he's only let in three goals against and scored three even strength goals. Because he's an even zero, right? That's yep, in theory. That's in theory. Yeah, he could be on penalty kill or something like that as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's very interesting. That's fascinating to me that he's uh, you know it, when I look on the the stats you know everybody's like a minus except for a few players. Uh, uh, funny enough, the only positive that I'm seeing is uh, Valamaki at plus four. <laughs> <laughs> and a couple plus ones. He's been thriving, honestly. Like he's been thriving in that top top four role. I just, I I, I know it sounded like you thought I was jumping the gun a little bit last episode. I still think you should be exploring what an extension might look like because if he keeps playing this well, you essentially had a top four defenseman fall to you for free, and yep. he's he's excelling in the system. He's excelling here. He's excelling with that opportunity. Audi was high on him. Audi said all he really needed was that chance, and look, gets the chance, he's already running with it. Like, yep. doesn't matter. I, I'll even let him wear McCulloch's number, because I like him that much. <laughs> True. I'll allow it. True. Uh, uh, but also, Gunner, just to talk about, he has all three power play goals so far in the season. He is the fifth, uh, no, is it the fifth Coyote to do that? And only one of them actually, I think, was a Coyote. He's already the, the most notable name. Yeah, but, something like let that. Me pull up this... Uh, I'm gonna pull In the meantime, I, I got I got more stats to throw at the uh, listener here. Um, so interestingly enough, JJ Moser uh, with eight points in 14 games. I hopefully did the math right on this. Uh, mm-hmm. He's on pace for 46 points. Not too shabby for a second year guy that you picked up in the draft last year. Did you just say JJ Moser? J on pace for 40 points. For 46 points. That is right. impressive. So, Dylan Gunther is the fifth play, player in Coyotes Jets history to score his first three career goals in the power play. He joins Craig Norwich, Bill Thomas, uh, Boris Miranov, and uh, Lucano Borsada. Okay. None I, of I, them I that I know. One of those. <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I quote tweeted him like, and Gunther is already the most notable. Yep. Of, of all those five, Dylan Gunther. It's like, I just, I'm so high on this kid. I honestly, uh, when my first paycheck from Mullet hits, I, I don't know which. I'm, I might get either a Michelli or a Gunner jersey. I haven't yeah. decided which. I haven't decided what jersey, but I'm just. I'm just. Special. I'm just special. saying, my, uh, my uh, AHL picture that I picked up is uh, becoming more and more valuable every single day. It's fun. I was so jealous. Like, I, literally, when I, I saw you had that, and, like, the back of my mind, I was going to ask to buy it off you. I really was. <laughs> like, I don't I want to make it awkward. Yeah. I, I'm really high on Michelli. I love Matthias Michelli. So yep. I'm like, that, well, they, so my, you. Like, screw you for getting that. <laughs> so the way I got it, for the listeners that don't know, at the draft, they have, like, the spin the wheel and win a free prize thing. And my I won... Um, I had like a little thing. I've been playing with it in previous episodes where it's just like a keychain, like puck thing. And, um, you know, not really a good prize, but my wife spins the wheel and gets a, 
an AHL photo of whatever choice that she wants, whatever player, and she turns and looks at me and she's like, I don't know. <laughs> she's like, which one should I get? I'm like, Michelli, Michelli, do Michelli, get the Michelli photo. <laughs> like, seriously. Do it now. You see Richie on the streets, uh, kick him in the nads to get that Michelli picture. Thank me later. I will. I'm going to covet that photo until its, it's stock rises. And I'm going to not sell it because I'm a dweeb and collect way too many to things. Are stonks right now? Dog, Easy just stonks. get a, a frame. Just get a frame I need and to. Like hang it behind I, you. I, I'm thinking about it. I honestly am thinking about it. I'm really thinking about it. So I might do that. I got a little bit of space right there. I, the only Next bad the part... Yeah, the only bad part is my wall's just, like, filling up with more and more artwork. I, uh, you know, went a little overboard. I, All my artwork I got at uh, Comic-Con in Phoenix because I was just like, you know what? I want cool artwork, and I don't want generic Amazon artwork. So I want, I'm want i going to buy some cool stuff. And then I bought honestly, too much. Honestly, I... I might need to go get some Sonic Frontiers artwork and uh, get that framed. Dude, yeah. I, you're probably not a Sonic dork like me. Uh, from Tuesday to, like, Thursday, I just did nothing but... I, I think on, on when it came out on Tuesday, I stayed up late, so I played for a couple hours, and then throughout the rest of the day, like, when I woke up, I played from, like, 7 a.m. to, like, 6 or whatever. I, yeah. I ended the night with, like, 12 hours played. I haven't had a gaming session like that since I was, like... 20. Yeah. I was playing Digimon Story Cyber Sleuth on the PS4. <laughs> what a game. Digimon, of all games that you stayed up for. Dude, I, I think my first playthrough, I put like a 80 or 100 hours in. I didn't Damn. know what the hell I was doing, so I was just grinding away. I wanted my effing Omnimon, and I was so mad when the, the, the NPC you pal around with got a free one. I was like, dog, <laughs> I have to beat seven legendary challenges for this. You want uh, some other stats here, since we're throwing stats out? Uh, Go for it. Tra no notable Travis Boyd, you know, the guy who I've... I think every Coyotes fan has uh, been critical about not believing in the the, the strength of him being a first-line center. <laughs> I, I don't... No disrespect to Travis Boyd. I like the guy, but I I don't look at Travis Boyd and go, Boyd and go that's my first-line center. Uh, well, he's slowly shutting me up uh, because right now he's on pace for 52 points. 52 points. What? I thought you were going to say he has more points than Austin Matthews. And I was he might. Laugh. I don't know. <laughs> he might. If he looks, if he has more, I'm going to go check right now. If he has more points than Michael Bunting, uh, we will not trade confirmed. And I know it's a free agency trade, but uh, I'm going to take that as a W. <laughs> we won the trade that could have been. It's yeah. <laughs> That's all it was. Honestly, with how Michelli is played and with how we got Gunther, and again, like you know how much I, I love Garland and I love Bunting. Yeah. I I don't even I'm not even in pain of losing them anymore. Uh, yeah. I, I think I've moved on. I, I found the new love. <laughs> I'm still sad that uh Gunner or sorry, uh Garland has been really struggling to find a home in Vancouver. With the uh, supposedly talks of more rumors of him being traded out of Vancouver. Train him back to Arizona. Whenever we <laughs> get rid of Chicker, we're going to need to get re retake that cap space. 
I'm just saying, if they value him so little, we don't have we don't have any winger spaces. We don't have any winger spaces. You're telling me right pe- now. You're telling me right now. You you don't think Schmaltz gets injured again, or you can't just bump Krauser to the third line because he would still provide good depth scoring on the third line. <laughs> I'm just saying, I don't think we got the winger space left, man. Then then play Keller at center or something. I don't know. Oh, Do something weird. <laughs> by the way. Just so that you know, Michael Bunting, uh-huh. 15 games played, only six points. Coyotes won the trade, confirmed. Calling it now. Stop the vote. Stop the count. <laughs> Stop the count. <laughs> All right. <laughs> that was a cringe joke. <laughs> that was only oh, it, a joke. It, it was a, it was I'm a sure. timely cringe joke because yeah. we're still going through yes. taking a week. You know what's sad? <laughs> you know what's sad? I'm not going to get political on which sides or anything like that. Uh, but the recorder is actually my neighbor. So the guy who everybody's blaming for like what's going on because there was like machines that weren't working for the election here in Arizona. Everybody's like, ah, oh, the recorder sucks. And I'm like, I'm sorry, dude. Like, I know you're my neighbor. You're a cool guy. <laughs> like, you're getting dumped on real hard right now. <laughs> I, I, I've seen some cringe takes on it, but it's... <laughs> Yeah, I'm just gonna, yeah. I'm just gonna stick with uh, Arizona can't count. We, we yeah. Re, re, well, we are 49th re, uh, in education, so it takes yeah, us a couple times, re-invest guys. Reinvest in education because we're pretty bad. Yeah. <laughs> this is what happens when you invest. <laughs> when you do, when you invest, there's so little into our education. Uh, anyway, <laughs> We've derailed real quick here. <laughs> But, but back at to, least we didn't get political. <laughs> yeah, back to Michael Bunting. I'm sure, you know, all it takes is, like, one game with Austin Matthews, and he'll be, you know, past Travis Boyd, but... You know what? You know what? Hey, whichever political party you personally don't like, I bet that's what Michael Bunting is. <laughs> oh, true. Travis whichever Boyd? Whichever political party you do Travis, like, yeah, Travis Boyd. Travis Boyd, <laughs> yep. Correct. That's the right take right there. Bro, I don't know if you saw... Uh, Shout out to this legendary dude. You know, I'm going to pull up. I'm going to pull up who it is. I, I, I want to give you a shout out live on the podcast because remember the Weak Chin Society? Yes. We Team actually got an application. Yeah. Do we really? Go, go Bo. <laughs> go Bo. Uh, tweeted at us. Here's my request to join the Weak Chin Society. And I said, you know granted like you're in like you're in you're in the club buddy we'll send the card in the mail next week all right i promise <laughs> weak chin society baby anyway <laughs> it, it, it's just gonna be a, a digimon card. since since we're since we're going so, since we're going off the rails here uh let's talk about somebody who doesn't have a weak chin and that is uh-huh. uh one ryan reynolds potentially buying the ottawa senators question mark question mark exclamation point He's gonna buy them and do what every rich Canadian does and move them somewhere in in oh, the states, either true. New York or California. <laughs> that Maybe would be Texas. Hey, hey, Houston's a pretty good way to dodge taxes now. Go go take them to Houston. That would be devastating for that market. But that that is cool though. In in real talks though, to yeah. not meme on the Canadians. If your owner is Ryan Reynolds or at least a part of the group of the owners, like that's gonna be really cool for the sense. And also, it would be funnier because I've seen a lot of Sens fans say the Coyotes should relocate to Houston if the Senators ended up relocating to Houston. I'm yeah. just saying, I would be the most obnoxious jackass out there because the amount of crap I've had to take 
No. It would forever be me just trashing on how the capital of Canada can't can't keep their TV. That would Houston. be a real bad look if that actually <laughs> did happen. I I hope for their sake that it doesn't, obviously. Um, but, man, if it does, that is brutal. Obviously, I don't hope either, all right, because I don't want my team to get relocated. You, I believe in karma. You, you put bad juju out there, you get bad juju back. But Yep, but you've happened, been spewing a whole lot of bad juju, <laughs> sense fans. So maybe you should stop. With the dog piling on the Coyotes fans, all right? Especially when y'all can't fill your building either. True. <laughs> we, True. Are we gonna? Are we gonna? We're not just gonna let you forget. Oh, Coyotes can't sell out five thousand. Dog, you considered five hundred a sellout like yep. two years ago. Like, shut up. <laughs> yep. I had a, an oh. argument with one Sense fan on Twitter where he was like, "Oh yeah, well, the drive from." from wherever the, you know, from the capital of Ottawa to wherever it is now, you know, that's a 45-minute drive versus, you know, you weak Coyotes fans with your 20-minute drive from Phoenix to to Glendale. And I'm like, dog, you're not even remotely in the right ballpark. Like, <laughs> no, it is not a 20-minute drive. Uh, yeah. The only way, like, and this is optimal condition. So when I got off work today... And then I drove home. It took me around 40, 40 some odd minutes, right? Um, yep. That was like no traffic. <laughs> that yep. was like actually able to go 75 or whatever. They, I mean, exactly 65 the entire way. Yeah, of course. You better. Exactly. You were doing 75 <laughs> Mexico. <laughs> yeah, sure. Um, but <laughs> it, literally, like. In, in most places, and also most of these people, it is not from Phoenix they are going. They live in Scottsdale. They yep. live in Tempe. They Chandler. live in Chandler. Mesa. Or Gilbert. Mesa. Apache it's like Junction. 45 <laughs> to 60 minutes. Yep. And then on top of that, again, last time, hopefully I have to mention this. The West Valley is a bedroom community. Everyone lives in the East. So if you live in the East Valley and you're trying to get to a 7 o'clock puck drop in the West Valley, and the reason it's 7 o'clock is to help uh, with with traffic or else, because if you want East Coast to watch, you'd probably want the puck drop to be 6. But during the yep. week, it is 7 because it takes an hour because the 10 is garbage. Yep. Everything funnels <laughs> through the I-10 everything they did add the the band on the back of it to help detour some traffic from downtown but it's still real bad downtown that tunnel is like a log jam it, when i worked at the airport and I, I was living on 35th and northern at the time so not very far like normal traffic and like everyone at the airport had to just joke about it because like nothing could do about it. As soon as you hit the tunnel, everyone just instinctively hits on their brakes. Yep. I don't know if you know how traffic jams are caused. If uh, Jackass yep. A hits their brakes up here, everyone has to slow down to compensate for it, and it just keeps going back further and further yep. until it eventually evens out. Idiots. <laughs> yep. There's a great channel who I watch who talks all about civil engineering and like roadways. Road guy Rob. I know you were talking about. Road guy Rob. I love that guy. <laughs> that guy's great. Anyway, we've gotten very far. Anyway, so like it's it's forty five to sixty, optimistically. Yep. No, shut your mouth. Yep. Like, and like, I was bringing it up too. I'm like, hey, 
uh, how come we it's okay for the senators to have, but it's not okay for for you know Arizona when in reality it's literally farther than what these people try to make it out to be like again optimal conditions like my car was parked in a very optimal spot to to be able to get on the freeway and go yep and it's it took you know 40 some odd minutes and in a location where there's little to no walk up traffic because mm-hmm. no offense but Westgate's kind of dead <laughs> Well, it's not dead on football days. It's not dead on like Saturday. That's about it. Great. So what is that like a like? Tw- let's say what twenty days out of the the Coyotes playoffs or not playoffs the Coyotes season? Like, you know, mm-hmm. the rest of the time so, is yeah. dead. Meanwhile, in in Tempe, you know, everybody's always out at all times. Tempe is so fun. Yeah. Honestly, like, I. I might even consider moving to Tempe if my wife doesn't drag me to Colorado for some effing reason because she wants to go work space something. For space? Drag to Colorado. Yeah, it- yeah. yeah it's like a company that, that works with the feds. Oh, okay. So it's something, something space, something, something. Uh, I don't want to give away any details I can identify the company, but I guarantee anyone who works for it already knows who I'm talking about. Yeah, there's a potential for a job offer that way. And I was literally told, hey, you might just have to uproot your life. And I was like, hey, uh, you could get good because I have a job at the Mullet Arena. I, I will literally keep the dogs and stay here. Jeez. <laughs> <laughs> you can have Cher. You can have the old one. I'll, I'll keep PP and Noodle and, and Savannah's annoying ass. All right. Well, that's a... Uh quite a way to to end this i'm gonna i'm gonna plant the flag in all right i think we've (laughs) i think we've uh rambled enough here and if you're watching this far i don't know why you did but uh (laughs) you know if you made it this far you might as well just give us like a like and a follow and a sub or you know all those all those other things okay let's test something all right okay same thing with the weak chip side if you're watching at this point if you are still currently watching listening whatever all right I'm going to take a, a random Digimon card that I own. I'm going to sign it, and I'm going to leave it at this very specific spot in Westgate. If I have any single comments on this video or adding on Twitter asking where the card is, we'll know if people are actually watching the All entire right. video. There you go. Well, let's do a test. As long as you come strapped, because uh, Westgate's <laughs> pretty dangerous nowadays. Oh, just Westgate and then Tanger and then yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Multiple yeah. now. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Not very uh, safe over there anymore. Bro, wait. Who would have guessed? It, because that happened, like both those events happened, uh, and locals know what we're talking about. Does that yep. mean the Coyotes moving to the East Valley is the equivalent of rolling up your windows and speeding up? Yep. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Roll them up. <laughs> we're going. <laughs> Roll them up. Oh, we're going. <laughs> yep. <laughs> anyway, anyway, thanks for watching. Austin, come home. And um, Weak Chin Society, stand the F up. Send in your applications today. Ha, 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 ha.